0: Welcome to this month's Healthy Living Champion Update. My name is Judith Poulton and I am a community pharmacist and a Healthy Living Pharmacy Project Manager. This month's training is on diabetes. Before we begin this podcast, please remember you and the team can watch the online training, download your certificate after completing your CPD questions, and get access to useful resources by logging on to www.virtualoutcomes.co.uk. In today's training, we're going to look at some facts about diabetes. What are the warning signs and symptoms to look out for? What are the possible complications and how you can support your customers? We will also look at what resources are available for you to use to build your healthy living zone. We're going to start by looking at a great video done by Diabetes UK to explain what diabetes is. And I would like to take this opportunity to thank them for allowing me to use it. Following the video, We will then look at more detail at diabetes type 2.
1: There are two main types of diabetes, type 1 and type 2. They're different conditions, but they're both serious. There are some other rarer types of diabetes too. What all types of diabetes have in common is that they cause people to have too much glucose in their blood. But we all need some glucose. It's what gives us our energy. We get glucose when our bodies break down the carbohydrates that we eat or drink and that glucose is released into our blood. We also need a hormone called insulin. It's made by our pancreas and it's insulin that allows the glucose in our blood to enter our cells and fuel our bodies. If you don't have diabetes, your pancreas senses when glucose has entered your bloodstream and releases the right amount of insulin so the glucose can get into your cells. But if you have diabetes, this system doesn't work. When you've got type 1 diabetes you can't make any insulin at all. If you've got type 2 diabetes it's a bit different the insulin you make either can't work effectively or you can't produce enough of it. In both types of diabetes because glucose can't get into your cells it begins to build up in your blood and too much glucose in your blood causes a lot of different problems. To begin with, it leads to diabetes symptoms, like having to wee a lot, being incredibly thirsty, and feeling very tired. You may also lose weight, get infections like thrush, or suffer from slow healing wounds. Over a long period of time, high glucose levels in your blood can seriously damage your heart, your eyes, your feet, and your kidneys. These are known as the complications of diabetes. But with the right treatment and care, people can live a healthy life. And there's much less risk that someone will experience these complications. If you've got diabetes, you can find lots of information and support about living with it using our website and helpline. As well as campaigning for everyone with diabetes to get the right care, Diabetes UK fund research into all types of diabetes so we can develop new treatments and one day find a cure.
0: So what is the size of the problem? It is estimated that 4.6 million people are now living with diabetes in the UK. 3.7 million of these are being diagnosed and just under 1 million are so far undiagnosed. In the past 20 years, the number of people with diabetes has more than doubled and on average around 700 more cases are diagnosed every day and if nothing changes, more than 5 million people will have the disease by 2025. One in ten men now has type 1 or type 2 diabetes, a more than two-fold increase over the past 20 years. Males in the most deprived communities and black Caribbean, Indian, Pakistani and Bangladeshi men are more likely than other men to develop it. The findings show that in England alone, almost 6.7% of the population has now been diagnosed with diabetes. There are large variations around the country with the black country and the Midlands having some of the highest prevalence. About 90% of people with diabetes have type 2. The chances of developing type 2 diabetes depend on a combination of risk factors such as your genes and your lifestyle. Although you can't change risk factors such as family history, you can change lifestyle risk factors such as unhealthy eating, not doing any physical activity, smoking and being overweight. And you and your team can play an important role in this. So who is more likely to develop type 2 diabetes? Let's now look at some of the factors that increase your risk. You are overweight or obese, especially if your waist measurement is high. You are white and over 40, or over 25, and of Afro-Caribbean, Black African or South Asian descent. You have a close family member with diabetes. In this case, you are two to six times more likely to get type 2. If you are of South Asian, Afro-Caribbean or Black African descent, you are two to four times more likely to get the diabetes. You have ever had high blood pressure. You have a history of gestational diabetes or given birth to a baby weighing nine pounds or more. You are not physically active. You have a history of heart disease or stroke. You have depression or you have polycystic ovary syndrome. We will now look at how you can help your customers identify if they're at increased risk. Diabetes UK has developed an easy tool that you could use in your pharmacy to identify the risk to your customers of developing type 2 diabetes. It takes about three minutes and asks a series of questions including their age, waist measurement, family history and height and weight. This information then calculates both their BMI and their chances of developing type 2 diabetes. In this example, you can see that the customer is at increased risk, mainly driven by modifiable risk factors. These results give you a great opportunity to start the conversation about lifestyle changes, for example, increasing exercise, eating healthily and losing weight. The main warning symptoms that someone may have diabetes. The most common ones are going to the toilet a lot, especially at night, This can be triggered by excess glucose in the blood which interferes with the body's ability to concentrate urine, being really thirsty all the time or a stronger thirst than usual that continues even after drinking, feeling more tired than usual, losing weight without trying to do so, having thrush, thrush is more common in people with diabetes as the high sugar levels can cause yeast to grow, cuts and wounds taking longer to heal This occurs because diabetes can affect the immune system, increasing the risk of infection. The increased blood sugar levels also can cause arteries to stiffen, which in turn causes blood vessels to narrow and thus prevents cuts and wounds from healing properly. Getting blurred vision. Type 2 diabetes can be easy to miss as it develops slowly and in the early stages it may be hard to spot the symptoms and can lead to a number of complications, which we will look at next. Chronic complications tend to arise over years or decades as a result of uncontrolled blood glucose levels, particularly high blood sugar. Often there is damage before there are symptoms and it is essential that people are aware of the complications that can develop. Good diabetes control and living a healthy active life can reduce the incidence of complications. Routine screening is also really important to ensure that problems are caught early so they can be treated. The most widely reported long-term complications are diabetic retinopathy, cardiovascular disease, kidney disease and nerve and foot problems. We're going to begin by looking at diabetic retinopathy. Persistent high levels of blood glucose can lead to changes in the retinal blood vessels, which leads to damage to the retina, the seeing part at the back of the eye, and is the most common cause of blindness among people of working age in the UK. According to the NHS, there are 1,280 new cases of blindness caused by diabetic retinopathy in England each year. All people with diabetes should have a regular eye examination every year. Damage to blood vessels and to the heart is known as cardiovascular disease and includes heart disease and stroke. High blood glucose levels, high blood pressure, smoking and high cholesterol levels all can damage blood vessels. Diabetics can reduce their risk of cardiovascular disease by living a healthier life, for example by stopping smoking, eating a well-balanced diet and being more active, as well as maintaining agreed health targets and attending regular checkups and screening appointments. Kidney disease is more common in diabetics. It develops very slowly over many years, with approximately one in three diabetics developing it. However, that figure is dropping as treatments improve and with good control of both blood glucose and blood pressure levels it is possible to delay or prevent it. The symptoms of diabetic kidney disease may only be noticed once it has reached the latter stages and therefore encouraging your customers to attend their annual diabetic check is important as early identification of kidney disease can help limit the progression of the disease. Remember. You and your team are in an ideal position to give the advice and support needed for people to change their lifestyle. The final complication we'll look at today is neuropathy, the nerve damage and foot problems that are caused by diabetes. Diabetes can cause damage to nerves as high glucose levels damage the small blood vessels which supply blood to the nerves and this prevents essential nutrients getting to them. This then leads to nerve fibres being damaged or disappearing. There are three different types of neuropathy sensory, autonomic and motor, but we are only going to look at sensory as this is the one you are most likely to come across in your pharmacies. Sensory neuropathy affects the nerves that carry messages of touch, temperature, pain and other sensations from the skin, bones and muscles back to the brain. It mainly affects the nerves in the feet and legs and the symptoms can include tingling and numbness and the loss of ability to feel pain and changes in temperature. The main risks to diabetics as they don't realise this has happened, and therefore are not aware that they have injured their legs or feet. Minor injuries, like small wounds and blisters, may become infected or turn into ulcers. It is estimated that 10% of people with diabetes will have a diabetic foot ulcer at some point in their lives. Ulcers can also develop into serious lower body infections, with the possibility of amputation at the advanced stage. Mortality rates after diabetic foot ulceration and amputation are high, with up to 70% of people dying within five years of having an amputation and around 50% dying within five years of developing a diabetic foot ulcer. You and your team can help your diabetic patients care for their feet by reminding them to examine their own feet daily for signs of damage. There are nine simple steps to follow, which include washing their feet daily, never going barefoot, and checking their shoes for anything that might damage their feet. You can also give advice on which products are suitable for them to buy. For example, they shouldn't be using corn plasters to remove corns, or blades to cut corns or remove hard skin. But they should be using emollients to keep their skin healthy and soft, although you do need to remind them not to use it between their toes, as this added moisture encourages bacterial and fungal infections. You could also remind them of the importance of attending their annual foot check. We're now going to look at a few myths and facts about diabetes. So myth one, type 2 diabetes is a mild form of diabetes. This is not true. All diabetes is serious and if not controlled can lead to serious complications which we've already looked at. The second myth, people with diabetes can't have sugar. This is also not true. Having diabetes does not mean you have to have a sugar-free diet. Diabetics, like everyone else, should be following a healthy, balanced diet, which means that it's low in fat, salt and sugar. Sugar is found naturally in fruit, vegetables and dairy foods, and most of us in the UK are not getting the recommended five fruit and vegetables a day, so it's important that diabetics continue to eat them. It's the added sugar that all of us, not just diabetics, need to cut down on. And it's not just the obviously sweet things like biscuits and chocolates. It's the hidden sugar lurking in many foods, such as baked beans, pasta sauces, tomato ketchup, low-fat yogurts and ready meals. Some drinks are also packed with sugar. For example, fruit juice contains lots of sugar and calories, so I advise people to keep to 150 mils a day. Myth 3. People with diabetes eventually go blind. We've already discussed earlier in this training that diabetes is the leading cause of blindness in people of working age in the UK. But research has shown that if diabetics lead healthy lives, they can reduce their chances of developing diabetic complications, such as damage to the eyes. Myth 4 Type 2 diabetes is not as dangerous as Type 1. This is not true. Both types can cause serious complications. For the last section of this training, We are going to look at some ideas for displays for your healthy living zone and what conversations you and your teams can be having with people. If we start by looking at ideas for your zone, the first option is to focus on the warning symptoms of diabetes. So you could build a display with pictures of people getting up in the night to go to the toilet or feeling thirsty all the time or having blurred vision. Maybe with a question asking, do you or someone you know have any of these symptoms? You could also get people to use the Diabetes UK risk tool and talk through their results and what they can do differently. The next option could be to build displays that focus on the complications caused by having diabetes that is not well controlled. For example, do a display with pictures of amputated limbs or feet with ulcers, with information about how to prevent this happening. Or focus on diabetic retinopathy and the 1,280 people go blind each year. The third option would be to build a display that focuses on how to reduce the risk of complications by leading a healthier life. You could have some giant cigarettes in the pharmacy to support a stop smoking campaign, or show healthy versus non-healthy food choices, or how to increase exercise, have some examples of local clubs or walking groups. You and your team will be able to support all these displays with information about stop smoking advisors, about the exercise options available locally and how to eat more healthily. You can also share hints and tips around things like using a mirror to look at the bottom of their feet and not to use emollient between their toes. You should also be able to signpost people to the Diabetes UK website and other organisations, see the resources page, who have loads of information ranging from advice to healthy recipes. Finally, do you have a local diabetic support group that you can signpost people to? Maybe you could do a joint display with them. Diabetes is a very serious disease, and you and your team can help support patients who have been diagnosed to stay as healthy as possible, as well as playing an important role in educating customers about healthier lifestyles, thus helping to reduce the number of people who may be diagnosed in the future. There are a large number of organisations who have information about diabetes, and many of them have a wide range of leaflets that you can download for your displays. That brings us to the end of this training session, and I would like to take this opportunity to thank Diabetes UK for all their support in making this training. Thank you for listening. I hope you have found the information useful, and that it has helped you to understand the role you can play in helping your diabetic patients stay healthy, as well as how you can support your customers to reduce their chances of developing type 2 diabetes. If you want to view the online training, have access to both your certificate and the resources tab please log on to www.virtualoutcomes.co.uk. We would also like to use this opportunity to ask you to encourage the rest of your colleagues to view the video.